Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On today's show, we will be handling our usual what we've been playing, the news, and a special part two of our Kickstarter discussion, because last week we got a little verbose and didn't quite finish. Yes, so we're going to finish talking about our thoughts about Kickstarter. Or thought. Thought? Thought? I think we have more than one thought. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Or do we share the thought? We will share thoughts later. Okay. okay. Gotcha. And I'm going to change it up. Our poll of the week was a uh, vote between Decrypted and Treasure Island, a couple of deduction games. And coming out on top was my vote of Treasure Island. Sweet. We had 12 voters. We're going up. Hey. And that's on Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram. Give us, our thought, uh, give us your thoughts. Share your opinions. Vote on our stories. We need your thoughts. We only have the one shared between us. Exactly. Okay. What have you been playing, Shay? Did you actually play a game last week? I played a game last week. A Good real game. Uh, I made up for the fact that I didn't play a game the week before by playing a very long game last week. Very, very long. A game. very, very long game last week. Um, and it was Sukayumi Full Moon Down. The name of the game. Uh, this is kind of a neat game. It's an area control. So you have your little map and you are all playing as your own faction with your own guys and you have to basically get victory points. That's the point of the game. The way you get them differs because you have different factions. You have, you know, different goals that you can get. There's also areas that will give you points if you have, you know, certain ones at the end of the game. Um, kind of ideas like that didn't I didn't do too much of that because I was the dragons and my goal was just to burn everything really which nice. was fun I enjoyed that good um, so, so it was asymmetrical in the power asymmetrical was yeah so uh, you know when we started I had one guy on the field and Jordan had four and Mum had 20 and it was it was very like you know, depending on who you were and what your strength was, you had a certain selection of people. Okay. Yeah, because so everybody starts differently. Everybody, everybody has starts different goals. differently. Yeah. And and you have different goals. You also have like shared ones. So you have your own card goal, but everybody else can get that goal as well. So everybody knows what your goal yeah, is? Yeah, everybody knows what your goal is on your card. Oh, on you your have, card. You have a goal on your board and a goal, a goal, a goal on your card. Okay, so and there's so the no card, hidden, hidden goals anywhere? There's no hidden goals. Okay. Yeah, everybody knows what your goal is. Um, and you guys and played and five, you. five player. We played that, right? five player, which I, I don't know if because most of us were learning it, that contributed to how long it was. How long a teach was it? Like how long did it take you guys to get going? It didn't take us too long. I'd say maybe 15 minutes. That's not bad. No, it was maybe it was shorter. It didn't feel too long. Like, we kind of went through the rules, and I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to be a game that I have to figure out as I'm playing it. Yeah. Um, because it was a little confusing. One thing I didn't love about it was that they used names such as combat action, but the cards that were your combat actions weren't labeled combat actions. Okay. Yeah, so there were, there were cards that were called certain things, but I didn't know what those were for the longest time because they weren't labeled. Same as event cards. I'm like, they're like pick an event card. I'm just kind of like, what are the event cards? Because I don't know what these look like. So, uh, so this is one that was just finished on Kickstarter yeah. about a month ago, I believe. And But it was it's a reprint of it. And I'm pretty sure the Kickstarter threw in like 200 miniatures. 
Yep. And this one was all standees, correct? This was all cardboard standees. I actually don't know whether I think the miniatures would improve it. Um, because with the cardboard, even though, you know, of course they're flat, there's lots of detail on them and they're really cool looking. I feel like with the miniatures, they aren't going to be, as far as I know, they're not painted miniatures. No, they aren't. So you kind of lose, you gain the fact that it's 3D, but lose the fact, lose all the cool detail that you kind of get in the picture. Plus the standees had like all their attributes and everything on them, right? Yes, they did. Okay. So Um, anybody that doesn't know a standee is a little cardboard piece that's in a plastic slot that stands there. Yeah. It's a really unique name, really creative. Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. Board, board games are nothing if not creative. <laughs> exactly. No, it was it was a cool game and I did enjoy it. Um, and it takes place over four rounds, correct? Uh, three for a short game, four for a right. medium game, five for a long game. And you guys were at it for two and a bit, almost yeah. three hours, and you and played three, three, three rounds. rounds. Yeah. Okay. And that's so, with five players. Yeah. And it it, it does say it's going to be a hundred and. 190 180 180 minutes it says it's gonna be okay so like it it doesn't lie and say it's a short game okay it's, it's a long game it's not one of those games that says 15 to 20 minutes and you're there for an hour and a half yeah, exactly it, it says it's a long game and it is a long game so it's just kind of like i knew what i was getting myself into it was probably a little long for me but it was pretty enjoyable so i know you're not you haven't played it other than the one time but yeah did five people make the board too crowded do you think four would be better do you think three would be better I think four would be better, personally. Yeah. I thought maybe it was just, again, the length. With five people, there was definitely times where I was kind of sitting there like, okay, let's get to my turn now. Yeah, because like, it's a thinky game, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you're going through and you're just kind of like, okay, we're just going a little too long here on the turns. Because my turns were super quick because I only had a few people. And then the people with a million people were, like, taking forever. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily because it was bad. It was just, like, there's a lot of actions you have to take. Well, and pay and, attention to. And one movement means everybody on the board gets everybody one Everybody moves, yep. Yeah, cool. So, like, dislike? I think I like it. I don't know if I'd necessarily play it again, but yeah. I recommend it. Okay. For those of you who like longer games, definitely, I think you'd really enjoy it. Longer strategy. Longer strategy-driven games. Ge- uh, dudes on a map. Yeah. Uh, but there's, well, I guess you didn't touch on it, but there's also a sixth faction in conjunction with you five people, right? There's the Oni that are in the middle? Yes, there's the there's the Oni who are Japanese demons in mythology. Like, that's actually what Oni are. And that's these characters that I didn't do too much with them. I use them mainly to just, like, take over areas, but you take them over for the Oni. So, okay. like, you can kind of screw over other players, which I did, but, like, it, 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 they weren't huge for me. My mom had to deal with those more often because she was trying to take over the area where they were, which is the moon. Yeah, and, and everybody on their turn has some Oni stuff they have to do, correct? Yeah, exactly. You, you almost always have to do something. Most of mine were like, play, like not place them, but take over an area. Okay. Uh, but there's ones that say place Oni anywhere, and there's ones that say uh, just move them. So. Okay, cool. Uh, I had a couple of good tasty minstrel games last week I tried out. Both were uh, deluxe editions. I played the deluxe edition of Crusaders, Thy Will Be Done, and Gentees or Henties or Enties. I don't know if the G's silent or not, but uh, both of them deluxe editions. Both of them were very pretty. Both of them were a lot of fun. And they're sort of that sweet spot of game, I think. You know, something you could teach a lot of different people. Uh, they're both like an hour long. Uh, 
very time driven uh so a finite amount of time you're going to be playing and stuff so it, it worked out really well uh first one i played was crusaders that i will be done and in that one you are knights and you're moving your knights are along the board while building buildings and attacking there's four to no three different enemies that you're attacking and depending on where you attack or where you uh Crusade is how they called it. Uh, you get different bonuses and stuff. One, every time you crusade against the one, they have a set amount of health and you get a building on the board. Uh, the other ones, every time you defeat one, their strength goes up one more. So the next person that tries to defeat them has to be that much stronger. You know, when you're uh, collecting... The, the neat mechanic, 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 mechanic <laughs> in it is that there's a uh, rondelle in the one side and one person takes their six tiles shuffles them up and places them in this rondelle and then everybody matches it okay rondelle it's so a rondelle basically <laughs> a wheel <laughs> like a wheel but there's six spaces in a in a hexagon or whatever okay. <laughs> but a spinny you, thing a spinny th it's what's they're sitting there and you move around that in in clockwise direction okay and depending what your uh pieces are on you have X amount of action pieces. You start with a base of 12, and depending on what knight you are, you get either extra of them or less of them. I ended up with 14 of them, but it cost me an extra one every time I wanted to move my people. Okay. And so the more of these little chips that you get on a spot, the more you can do with that spot. So say I was going to do a movement, I would take up all the chips I had on that movement and then count them out from there and put one on each one as you go around. So sometimes I would get up to like eight on a thing, right? And so that was really neat because there was two movements, uh, a crusade, uh, one where you drafted knights basically to make your army stronger. There was one where you uh, upgrade your building or build buildings. And then just a, a, not a free action, but an action that took your turn was you could take one of those rondelle spaces, flip it over, and now there was two, two actions on each thing. So really neat game. Uh, you know, three of us played, took us, I would say, less than an hour, even with the teach. Uh, so a quick game then. Quick game. Uh, the only funny thing we found is the deluxified version had plastic uh, buildings and knights. That'd be cool. Which isn't bad. But the wooden ones that come with the base game were actually, we thought, nicer. Oh, okay. <laughs> But the uh, the way the game ends is you get it's it's sort of a point salad. So you're getting points for everything you do. Yeah. And depending on how many people are playing, it's a set amount of points that you're drafting from. And as soon as the last person takes the last point, the game ends at the end of that round. Okay. Okay. So the, all the points were metal points, like oh. uh, like metal coins, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. which were really really nice. And that's uh, really made yeah. it worth the metal, metal coins are the best, really. Exactly. Uh, the other one I played was Genties or Henties or however you pronounce mm, it. I think it's Genties. Yeah, somebody thought the G might be silent, mm. but uh, and that one is basically what were we doing? We were we had six type of people that uh, it was sort of middle or uh, being biblical times almost. Okay. And these six people, you start with four and you pick them out however you want. And you're playing cards with these people. So the amount you have of each person 
the card says you need two workers, two soldiers, a priest, and a builder or something, right? And so you're moving your, your, uh, sp you're getting these guys, and then if you have them, you can play these cards. And everything is all time-based in this. So you're taking the tile off the board. E each action has three or four tile, or four to, I'm going to say, 12 tiles you can pull from. And all of them have varying uh, costs and varying time allotments. So the earlier you do something in a round, the less it's going to cost you, the less time it's going to cost you. Yeah. Uh, so at the top of your board, there's a timeline. So every action has a time plus the tile. So you put the tile on your timeline, and then if it has like two time movements, you can put two on one space or one on two spaces. And the big benefit of that is at the end of the round, once all your time spaces are allotted, you can't do anything more. And anything that has one on it gets wiped clean anything that has two the top one comes off it and so you've used time from into your next round okay so it's kind of a different way of using time as a game mechanism basically. yeah it's, it's it's an action point allowance type thing but they're using time as as the action points gotcha it's kind of neat yeah and all neat, neat idea yeah it's, it that way it's it, it was a really good game uh all the pieces were all wooden big chunky pieces uh, so it was hefty to hold around and yeah just really solid solid game uh i ended up finishing third i think in that yeah. one and i think last in the other one <laughs> yeah i came second in mine as long as we played one of the rules correctly so yeah yeah Any, anytime you play a new game you're like, you're like ah, i think that worked <laughs> i think we did that right maybe not yeah i i know for me i like whenever we play a game that i've done the the learn and the teach on i always after we play the game i'll watch something or read the rules again just yeah. to see if there was something i had missed well and that's the thing is that's it with my game back to uh Sukiyumi, it was kind of sometimes hard for some of the rules like it wasn't that it was hard to learn it was that the in-depth faction specific rules sometimes weren't 100 percent clear like mine i was allowed to burn places so i got rid of their abilities yeah but it wasn't clear whether, for me, that still counted as, like, me having an area type thing. Did you have your little triangles or whatever on them after you burnt them? Yeah. Then sounds I, like it was a point. I think so. I think we, we had a little bit of confusion there. But overall, I think I came second. So I was pretty happy because cool. I wasn't trying very hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and if you want to play a game with Shay, just call her at Board on the Air. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the three games we played. Uh, as I say, mine were really good games. Uh, something I would buy, something I would want on my shelf. Yeah. All right. What's new in the news, Dave? Well, the news is that we are on CFCR, and this Ooh. is Board on the Air. Amazing news. Yeah. Okay, creator of Clank. He's got a new game coming called Internals or Internal Chronicles of the Throne. Uh, deck building in it, of course, and didn't really see anything else on it. But guy who makes Clank or Clank is a great game. Clank's so an awesome game. Makes me uh, excited to try it at least or see it. Uh, I saw more in depth on Die Hard, the uh, <laughs> Naka Naka. I can't remember the building's name today. Uh, but basically, Die Hard won the movie. Okay. In a board game fashion, it is one versus three. Uh, 
They're the terrorists. Everybody has miniatures. And it's played over three phases. And basically, the board starts as a two-part board. Then phase two, a third part folds out. And then phase three, the fourth part folds out. And you have to get certain certain goals to to move into each different phase with the last one for the terrorists basically being to try and uh, get away with the money and John McClane to stop them. Gotcha. Looks really neat. And so, yeah, that one's coming. I don't know. I haven't seen where it's been I, announced. I haven't seen. Um, it's an interesting idea, though. Yeah. Themed games, right? Like, yeah. they're always hit and miss. Exactly. That sounds you, cool. You never know, but... We'll see. Uh, Kickstarter, big one. Cleopatra and the Society of Architects. Uh, this one came out in 2006, and it's being redone by a different publisher. Uh, originally Days of Wonder game, who's known for doing a really nice production. And this, this game is basically you are building a pyramid, and it's big, chunky bits, and it looks really cool. It's by Bruno Cathala, who makes a lot of very good games. So looks interesting. Uh, AG's president came out with a blog and says, our goal is to make fewer, better games. Fewer, uh, fewer, better games or fewer, but better games. Uh, fewer, better I, games. I, I suspect he th- wants to make better games, but fewer of yeah, them. Yeah, but fewer, better games. Sounds like we want to make less good games. Yeah. Our goal is to make really bad games <laughs> because everybody buys stuff anyhow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so AEG, last year, I think they put out about 20 games. Their goal is to go, they don't know what the number is, but they they just feel that there's too many games being released yep. and they can't spend enough time to do the production or the quality that they want. And the president's goal is to... Uh, That's fair. To up their production. But something I definitely want to talk about even with the Kickstarters is the idea of the, uh, the bubble, the board game yep, bubble. Definitely. We'll get to that. Uh, also with AEG, Space Space Commander, the 6-7 player is going to be coming out right away. They released their last expansion beginning of this month. And, and this one is, from what I can tell, is just adding two players and a bigger box to hold everything. the previous expansion, which fits in the base box already, and future expansions. Uh, not to spoil anything, but the last expansion did set it up for more expansions. Yeah. And it set it up to be able to play with six or seven people and not be bored. Yeah. Right? Yeah, with the dice rolling. that You know what? That's clever of them to put that out before the six to seven player one. Because definitely, I was just going to say, six to seven people in space space could be long. Well, if if everybody's only rolling, but at, as we say, we don't want to spoil it. But there is it, the expansion does bring different dice in. Yeah. And so that will... I think help the time pass a little bit more Definitely. so you're not going to be as dry. Bezier Games announced their big uh, Gen Con release this year. It's called uh, Silver, and it's coming in two versions, Amulet and Bullet. And I watched a, a quick preview of this today. And uh, do, you, do you remember the card game Golf that we played all the time? Yeah. It is that with characters. Okay. Uh, so each card that you you pick, each card that you throw away does something different. Okay. Uh, so reminder, golf is the one where you're trying to get four of a kind, right? Yeah. Golf yeah. is basically you get four to eight cards, depending on how you're playing. And every time you get a pair, they count as zero. Every time you get a king is zero. Uh, two kings is zero. Three kings is ten. It's There's some goofy rules, but uh, ultimately you're trying to be as... 
as low. low as you can. Every time it comes to you, you have to eat, you have to flip over a card. Uh, when you think you're ready to go, you can say, uh, you can knock and then everybody has one turn and then everybody flips over their cards. Uh, and whoever has the lowest score at the end of nine rounds wins. And so very, very similar to that, only with special abilities. It, cool. lo- it looks like it could be fun. Could be a fun uh, uh, light game. You can put them together where, you're, you know, I think it's 1 to 13 or, the, or no, 0 to 13 are the cards. And you can choose between the boxes which 0, which 1, which 2, yada, yeah. yada, 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 that you can use or you want to use. Cool. It looks neat. Could be fun. Uh, we'll see. And that is the news for this week. Not a whole lot. No, but, but you know, some fun ones. Yeah, well, Kickstarter slowed down as well. but uh, it'll, it'll jump back up again. Yeah, exactly. Fall's coming. Summer's coming. Kickstarter. Let's talk some more about it. Should we first say that we're on CFCR and you're listening to Board on the Air? It's good to remind people. Okay. Folks, folks, you're, on, you're listening to CFCR? CFCR? Yeah, CFCR. I got all the yeah. letters in there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, Kickstarter. Last week, we covered or talked about a little bit if it's good for the hobby, uh, the fear of missing out, some of its effects on the local game stores, the deluxe editions, and how some companies are just using it as pre-sales. Yeah. Uh, Some of the stuff I was thinking about, and you mentioned earlier, you know, does Kickstarter make board games bubble proof like will that bubble blow up if kickstarter isn't there and well, if, guess, kickstarter, if kickstarter is there does it make that bubble bigger i guess explain what a uh, what we mean by a board game bubble well like any industry and any new fad a lot of the time it gets to a point where people just stop buying it stop and move on. Yeah. And that's that bubble. Like, you know, you're building up this excitement, 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 and then pop. It's yeah. done. Right? And I think, like, my thoughts with the board game bubble is mainly that because, and maybe not just Kickstarter, but Kickstarter is a huge player in this because so many games are coming onto the market at any time. There's just, like, always this, and I mean, this is Cult in the New and everything. There's always this new thing to do. And so many things are coming out that I feel like eventually people are just going to be like, okay, enough. And we've almost hit that point where we've been like, okay, we have so many games and we haven't even played all of them. Shh. You're not supposed to say stuff like that. I'm just saying, I'm saying, we got to talk about this. We're talking about our issues here. (laughs) (laughs) Board Welcome ga- <laughs> to the coach with Shay Lynn. <laughs> Board game therapy with Shay. It's just, it's like, you know, you hit that point, and I think you're right, where you just kind of go, oh, I've bought so many games, I need to play these, and then you take a break, and yep. you just stop buying them, and that is going to hurt the market, right? Yeah, I, I I think you're right that we've gone to, we've gone to a point where we're pickier with the games we bought. Yeah. Like, Initially, it was, okay, I know that's a good game. I want it. I know that game, right? We were catching up. Yeah. Right? And, and now, when we walk into the store or after we finish games on Friday night, it's like, do I need anything? Do we Is have there anything space I for want? It? Right? So, well, we can always move Maybe Jordan out. We can move, get Jordan out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and, and Kickstarter, so much of the games go through Kickstarter. And as you say, it's there's so much coming on there. People are pickier and pickier as yeah. to what's 
well, and, what they're backing, right? And we talked about how expensive Kickstarter can get. Yeah. Oh, Suddenly, yeah. so people now have to also choose not only I can't buy all the games, it's like I have to pick which ones I want because they're expensive. Yeah. And so now it's like, do board game c- companies make a more expensive deluxe version of the game and not put as many out, like hope people yep. are going to pay for it, right? Or do they keep putting out the more basic models and hoping that that the amount of people who are currently buying them are still going to be buying them. Well, that's one of the things I notice is, or, and, and talking to the different people around town and stuff, it's, you know, Kickstarter, this come on games or Simon yeah. games will release their miniatures game. So the current one is bloodborne. Yeah. You know, the base game is $89, $99, but to get the all in pledge with all the expansions, all the extra minis and stuff, cranks up into almost three or four hundred dollars yeah right and people are willing to do this but you go into a board game store and i i'm very guilty for this it's like a hundred dollars i'm not spending that on a game mm-hmm. it's got to be a pretty phenomenal game to spend that much on a game right yeah absolutely so kickstarter is helping in that regards for the publishers but you know how long until somebody says you know I bought this Kickstarter last year. I've played the base game four times. I got 12 expansions that came with it that I've never even cracked. You know, is that the bubble that's going to burst? Yeah, exactly. Are people going to stop like wanting to spend the money? And then what happens if like the campaigns fail? Yeah. Like what happens if they don't fund? Well, and even ones that are funding are technically failing in some of their eyes. Like I've seen stuff that's, been canceled it's funded but it didn't fund enough right it didn't get all the special stuff yeah and you know one of the dangers with kickstarter too is backers can pull out right up to that last day and and watching videos and listening to news and stuff that's one of the big dangers that Mm -hmm. companies see is you know people will back a game but if it doesn't hit those stretch goals that they want they pull their money out yeah so it hurts everybody involved in that one so is that a good thing, right? Yeah. And I mean, some games I've seen have kind of come up with a way to stop, I think, the people expecting the stretch goals. And it's they only release them at certain times. Like they don't release the $80,000 stretch goal or whatever. They're yeah. like, here's four of them. If we get past that, we'll give you more. Yeah. But we won't tell you what they are. Yeah. Dinosaur Island was, <laughs> as I say, we don't back that many or I don't back that many, but that was one of the ones I watched daily mm-hmm. because it was just blowing up and they, they hit all their stretch goals the first day and they just kept releasing more and more and more. And I was like, this is awesome. But I know what if, what about those games that don't hit those stretch goals? So people back out. Yeah. So now the people that have backed it thinking they are getting X amount of stretch goals or extra stuff don't get it. Yeah. You know, what I've seen on some companies is they just, this is the game. This is what you're getting. Yeah. We're not doing any stretch goals. Like, is that a better model, right? It's hard to say. Like, it's just like... On one hand, you like to know what you're getting, but on yeah. the other hand, people are more likely, I think, to purchase if they know they're getting something exclusive. Yeah, but do you need that cookie to say if if you back this for another five grand, you're gonna get this extra thing? Or if somebody says, you know, for ninety nine bucks, this is what you're getting. Yeah. Right? It's 
but then it's like now we're back to the retail. It's like you can do the same thing if you release that in a retail version, right? What what's the point of Kickstarter okay. then? So then that's the next question. What is the point of it then? It's a great question. <laughs> and so Kickstarter can go on and on, right? We've covered a few of the basics. Uh, you know, I don't see a bubble coming with it, but you never know. I think it's good right now. It's stable. We yep. know it's it's profitable. Yeah. Um, but it can go anywhere. The market is uh, ever-changing. Yeah, and publishers are getting smarter and smarter, like AEG. Less games, better games. Yeah. Right? Y you need to do that, and the people that are bringing stuff to Kickstarter are bringing good stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're good games. You can't yep. deny that. Yeah. Okay, you've been listening to Board on the Air. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we will catch you next week. Later. Board on the Air.